Welcome to the Cult of Comics Podcast. I am your host, Tyler, and I'm joined again by my usual criminals cohorts. And one of them is blue right now. Josh yeah, Craven. There's there's Sean Walsh. Light now. Those little, you know, with the with the daylight saving of the time, now it is light outside. That has, and I'm in a That has nothing location. to do with you being blue, but that so that's do you just have a blue room? I don't know what's going on with this. I himself. was yellow. And now I'm blue. Uh, uh, maybe if I all right, I'll allow it for now. It's kind of st- yeah. It's just all, making it worse. I'm, now all you're I'm thinking is Tobias in Arrested Development, where he's like, "Come, like, come see Daddy. I blew myself." Is it- <laughs> <laughs> I never actually ended up watching that show. Uh, I watched the first it, like three it episodes. It went off of rails a little. Season four wasn't great. Season five was just a mess. I tried to fix. I know this. people who are dedicated to that show. Seasons one to three it. are really, really good. Honestly, they really are. Okay. And just then it went, I mean, then it went off the air for like fifteen years, and then Netflix picked up. Hey, and season four is not bad. Season five it is. I don't know. Season four is just very like Falcon Winter Soldier. I don't know. Hang on, hang on in a second. My transition was was going to be, before I was so rudely interrupted by the fucking colonialist, uh, was that everyone has the dedication to a show. And for some people, that might be this show that we're talking about in this episode, which is going to be The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Even I'm not See, a fan that of was going to be a nice transition. And then, unfortunately, your fucking drunk ass came and opened your goddamn gash. I have not been drinking much. <laughs> <laughs> this is the point in the well, episode right now. You lost just... everybody. Yeah, everyone's already checked out. Yeah, it's only a couple minutes in. They were fine. Welcome <laughs> to the Cult of Comics. If you've never been on the show before, this is uh, your first time. Cool. Uh, thank you for hopping on. Uh, we're going to be talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, we've done previous episodes on WandaVision as well, uh, where we did a weekly breakdown on uh, everything that we saw on the show from there. And uh, ultimately, that led to our disappointment. Um, Cult of Comics is a comics media podcast. Uh, we talk about things that are comic book related, typically comic books themselves, and comic book movies, TV shows, and definitely a TV show in this case. So we're going to be breaking down Falcon and the Winter Soldier as we have just... Uh, I'll watch it as it came out today. And what'd you guys think? No one's going to learn anything. Uh, we're gonna make wild conjectures throughout this entire series. Oh yeah. Who do we think Mephisto is in this? Uh, probably the senator. I thought I the think same. Falcon's Mephisto. <laughs> I think no. <gasps> you know what? There's gonna be. T- this is the trick. They're both Mephisto. <laughs> what are you gonna fucking do with that, bro? Huh? Anyways. Yeah, this was. Um, it, it was exactly what I expected it to be. Really, it's a lot less ambitious than One Division. It's not like breaking I, these boundaries. I didn't but expect it was extremely no. solid for what it was. I didn't expect for us to get such a slice of life sort of show. So. That bit was a bit more. Yeah, I wasn't quite expecting that, but like just sort of a more toned down, straightforward action shows what I was expecting and for the most part that was what we got here I was thinking but more yeah. like a yeah, political I mean, thriller like uh, Jack Ryan I yeah, can still that see that being a potentially like big part of the story I think that this is going to be a big setup to male trauma which is what this struck me yeah. as for this first episode um, well everyone's it seems less Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was slice of life, but they're also everyone's dealing with coming back from being unblipped. Yeah. It's been this. We're not just coming right out of it. It's been a few months. Yeah. 
Yeah, this, I... this show gave Sam and Bucky more character than they've had in all their other films combined, I think. I I agree, but I think that um, this is done in a way that feels very much, especially cinematography-wise, to what they did with uh, Winter Soldier. Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, the cinematography in this was gorgeous. There was sequences where they were filming outside of the shop, and then they were zooming through the window, yeah. and there was a cloud. There was um, inside shots, uh, like the shot with the mochi that actually was really captivating for me. There was there was a lot of this that they could have just been like action movie or action show, and yeah. then just said fuck yeah. it we, to whatever. But the first, this actually had effort. Yeah, the first like ten maybe just under 15 minutes of this episode was just an action sequence. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, okay, that's what it's going to be then. Like, this is going to be the show the whole way through. It's just action. Yeah, I'm happy like, it's the next not. thing we'll yeah. see after, you know, we finish this quick mission is, you know, we'll see Bucky on his no. mission and then eventually yeah, they'll get together. Yeah, that's exactly what I was expecting. Yeah. And then we did have a Bucky mission. But it oh, was yeah, that really threw me for a loop. So, yeah. So, so, Same. So I'm happy we did get the downtime in the character development here because... Yeah, we really have to. I mean, focus I'm gonna on be honest with you. Where they are currently, and then they'll yeah. get into. I personally, what's happen. I personally enjoy the scenes where it is a little bit more downtime than anything Absolutely. else. I think the best parts of the show have been where it digs more into the emotional aspect of it. Um, I also liked that there wasn't so much heavy-handedness as there could have been. I mean, it was. It, it was definitely spoon-fed to you, the fact that Bucky's uh, therapist is former military, and yeah. that that was, like, the relatability that they have between each other. Um, and the whole, I don't write that down, like don't write in this, the notebook, uh. I, I feel like this was, in some ways, kind of... Because there, there have been a couple of sit-down interviews with the both of them on Zoom uh, talking about shows that they would relate this to or movies they would relate this to. And, you know, it's a buddy cop kind of style show, so it's not going to be unlike Tango and Cash or Lethal Weapon. That's one um, thing I want to talk about, because I was expecting a buddy cop yeah. show, and yeah. they, as of the end of the first episode, they are not together. Yeah. We yeah, but that's not that surprising yeah, to me. But it, I was just expecting it to be like the end of this episode would be where they do finally team up. So it's weird going into episode two, they still haven't. Like, yeah. I get it. Like, they will team up eventually, but it was just, I was expecting that moment at the end of episode one. Um, I mean, I didn't necessarily go into this with any expectations. I think that I was definitely um, put off a little bit by that opening action sequence. It was fun, but it was definitely... It was really well I done, know. I think, for a TV show. Like, it was... E That's not necessarily the issue yeah. I had, I guess. No, I get what you're I, I definitely... Yeah. Well, no, because, okay, so, a little while back I had had a conversation with you guys about some an experience that I had had on Twitter uh, with somebody where it was like a half argument, half conversation. I mean, we were civil about it, so it wasn't like shouting each other down. Okay. You were civil... Wait... But, <laughs> You being civil on Twitter? What? I know it's unheard of. right? Screenshots now. <laughs> now, I I'm, 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 my account's been suspended. Remember yeah. because I made that joke about uh, the Queen's because husband. Because you were shouting at someone. But by the way, it doesn't really make any sense to me that yeah, he's not the king. Every comment that. from Tyler is just you make a really good point, asshole. Anyway, this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, fuckface. <laughs> so, 
the conversation that I had had with one of my mutual friends, like mutuals, like someone who follows me, I follow them, um, was that there was a popular tweet that was spread around uh, that was a screenshot from WandaVision, and it was Vision talking to Wanda and saying, what is... It's that sequence where he says, what is love if not, you know... Uh, or what? what is grief if not love eternal? Persevering. You know, or love forever Enduring. Lasting. Persevering. Persevering. So they wrote out the subtitles, and instead it was, what is Marvel if not military propaganda? And I had asked oh, you guys about that. Oh, right. I remember this, yeah. It was a huge discussion about military propaganda and how the how Marvel, Marvel as a whole, that was the statement, is all military propaganda. And I got really into it because the the top number one comment was like 15,000 likes. And there's a picture of, hang on, the American military like saluting and being like, ha And it was like a big selection of them. And the comment on the, that tweet in response was, me and the boys after going and watching a talking raccoon climb a uh, walking tree fighting in space. Yep. And that was hilarious because it's a good point. Because yeah. the idea that the entire over-encompassing thing of Marvel being military propaganda is ridiculous but it's a real something that they bag. did say to me this is the problem like i would say that the of the movies that are like more military propaganda the most would be captain america and then and maybe iron man iron man one yeah maybe the avengers the movies selling. where you know you're on a helicarrier you're you know following yeah. enough people from shield around but like yeah. the Captain America films are him going against the U.S. government. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's not a real. It's not like bag, woo like, America. It's like no, America fucking sucks. I represent America, and I'm telling you your yeah. shit. Well, there's you know a whole corruption problem, you know, throughout yeah. with all of Hydra of Nazis. Yeah, literal Nazis infest the country in basically what is the CIA, mm-hmm. and in some cases the politicians, you know, the military, etc. A good yeah, chunk of so. Captain America is hunting down uh, spy is. Nazis. Yeah, so, I mean, the comment that I had received was that that was a very liberal take, which I don't know if I necessarily agree with, because I would say that that's a pretty strong, you know, anti, anti-authoritarian, anti you know, response to... And it was framed really well. Like, I get that the Department of Defense, and this is a thing that I just learned about, the Department of Defense does fund... Um, some ports, some portions of Hollywood, and they actually are hired on. Yeah, you ever or seen they, uh, uh, the Stephen. Last Ship? I don't know what that, that is. That was a big. Uh, I mean, that you could say was a big propaganda for the Navy. It was about the last. I mean, I wouldn't even say that. Yeah. I would say I think, um, Lone Survivor, yeah. uh, Shooter. Um, but after this American episode, sniper. I feel like either of you could come away feeling justified in your arguments. Well, especially after this episode, and that was the thing about this opening sequence that left that kind of, like, eh, feeling with me, where I was just like, this definitely feels like a very pro-military kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't mind it so much for an action sequence. I mean, I also recognize that it's about a dude flying around in a in a metal-winged costume USA. with a drone. USA. Yeah. Fighting... Uh, a, a French terrorist, you know, called yeah. Patroc the Patroc. Like, uh, if this was uh, like, if this was yeah. pro-U.S. military like propaganda, he wouldn't be Falcon. He would be Eagle. Yeah. 
that's, that's <laughs> so, the but you're gonna have, to look at. and we'll get into that part for the episode. Is that you know you're gonna have the new Captain America, who is the you know U.S. agent. You know, mm-hmm. he's well. Captain America is funded again by, you know, the government. He's part of the government. He's, yeah. he's Captain so America was say, as he was always intended to be. So the thing that I was going to say was um, with regard to, well, with two things. One with the propaganda that it doesn't necessarily have to be heavy-handed propaganda for it to be propaganda, right? Like, I can acknowledge that. I think that you can have something that can be kind of subtle. Like, I wouldn't say Transformers is very subtle, but it definitely is fucking, like, heavy propaganda. Of like, USA military, go! Left join G, the fucking, left G. Join the fucking T. Yeah, yeah, fucking go! Um, but I definitely... I, I, so the Department of the Defense steps in with uh, Hollywood films to make sure that um, the military is... Pr- um, what's the word I'm looking for? That they are perceived uh, properly. And in some cases, the Department of Defense has funded some Marvel films, uh, one of which was Iron Man. Uh, I think the other one was definitely Captain America. I don't know if there was any of the Avengers films, but it's kind of a weird thing to think that there are any kind of any kind of money from the American military funding these things in order to make sure consultant. That's what it is. Was it just the first of each movies? As far as I'm aware, yes. Because I can't imagine, I cannot personally imagine that in Iron Man 2, for example, where literally in the opening sequence he goes in front of Congress and then literally tells them, you you don't get my weapon, I don't want you to own a weapon, yeah. and I'm better than you, and I also oh, think yeah. you're also all like, The weapon is me, I am it. Yeah, exactly. He, and then drop. he talks about how he, yeah. like, um, he privatized world peace, yeah. and then he does and, the peace sign. You thing. know, um... Sam goes back and forth in the episode. Like he, earlier in the episode, he's ragging on you know Air Force techs, but then it's revealed that he mm-hmm. was you know he enlisted in the Air Force, so he was probably an Air Force tech. Sure. So, like I said, it's kind of a mixed think, bag of stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that there's a lot about this that it's definitely changed my perception on how I'm going to interpret some action films now. You know, like ends and. and whether it's coming from a source of entertainment versus propaganda, trying to get me to necessarily join or sympathize with American military in certain res- certain regards, I definitely don't think that oh. the majority of the show so far has shown that to me. Right now, it comes across more to no, me as um, it is definitely uh, U.S. propaganda. You know, when he uh, when Sam gets to the uh, you know the the dock, marina, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what his his nephews they call him Uncle Sam. <laughs> oh man, I uh, I, I didn't, I didn't think pick up on that. that. Really, I did not. That, pick I that thought up that at all. was very heavy handed. I mean, that is, but I missed it entirely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hiding in plain right sight. <laughs> Look at that! Wow, good call out. All right. Um, his nephews can call him that. You can't call him that. <laughs> So let me ask you this: um, Have you guys watched any like big action shows or action movies or anything like that, like outside of Hot Fuzz or maybe the um, movies that are, you know, in going Hot into Fuzz this that they mentioned? I thought we were gonna get something more like uh, the I think it's what is it called, Forty Eight Hours, with Eddie Murphy and Eric Roberts. Oh man, that's a that's a callback. All right. Yeah, that's, that's what eighties I think, late eighties, early nineties. I know it's a little old for you, Sean. 
but you know they you know another thing they covered. I, I've never seen anything made before two thousand and five. <laughs> you you really just start at you know three hundred and move on from there. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, you've got Eric Roberts, who's the policeman. You got Eddie Murphy, who I don't know if he was like uh, Shane. He's in prison for something. I think. I'm gonna completely butcher that. You ever seen that Akon music video? <laughs> What the fuck? What are you talking there's, about? There's an Akon and Eminem music video that covers 48 hours, and he's like, you know, a inmate that's basically oh, no. given We got Josh hours. on a random fucking tangent. Yeah. No, okay. So, <laughs> I wanted to... T- I, I am looping back around to the therapy session that Bucky was in, and they basically pass... They, they pass along the information that you are pardoned, and you just need to prove that you're not, you know, a danger to yourself and others. And I thought it was going to be more mm. like 48 hours where Bucky is kind of response like that Bucky is not forgiven by the US government he's still like an inmate of some sort and Sam is going to be you know responsible for Bucky while he's out and they're doing the mission like because it's Zemo mm. they need him to you know be yeah, part of the mission I would yeah, I see your point there, and that is kind of a little more what I was expecting. Yeah. Maybe. And now they're going to be more on even, you know, now they get to be on even ground now that, you know, Bucky has basically been given his pardon. Yeah. And just a s- sort of slight tangent, I I actually burst out laughing during the scene when Bucky's talking about, like, his amend, like, he's doing his amends. Oh. And he's like, oh, I, fo- I followed the rule not to hurt anyone, it just cuts back to him hurting someone. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's following it about as well as uh, my name is Earl. Yeah, we just need to start with the my name is Earl uh, scroll. That's I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna make show a show I haven't that heard later. about in a while. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I definitely. I mean, I'm intrigued. I guess I'm just hesitant just because of how Wandavision ended. But I mean, for right now, I'm excited to see like what happens next. The, I think that the thing about this show is because it's much more straightforward, simple. Like it is, it's an action movie. Like, uh, I still expect it to uh, uh, surprise us. Not go yes, the way we want. Like not, not, but not to the same extent. One, like one vision came out, and everyone was like, "What's going on?" Like, oh yeah, the there's not a big so mysterious. Here. Yeah. Whereas, like, one division kind of failed to deliver on the premise. Whereas they didn't Wind just fail to deliver on the they, premise. They failed I mean, to deliver the, on the premise the that we wanted. Creator even have. Yeah, the show its creators have even said in an interview that they didn't expect the um, speculation to go off the wall. Okay, they didn't uh, expect if we're gonna, it to go so yeah. If we're crazy. gonna cover Wandavision again, they you know they said, "Hey guys, when we filmed Wandavision, you know they had they had just started working on Doctor Strange two, like Doctor Strange two. That did not factor into this show at all." I understand that, but at the same time, when you had already made a previous announcement that it was going to tie into that, yeah. and then you leave that open to so much, I mean, this it's, is an it's audience poor advertising, that is going to speculate. But it's not. It's, it's not the audience, fault of the screenwriter. No, I not. disagree. It's, it's it's not the it's not the writer's fault that, like, Kev Feige and the others were like, oh, this directly leads into this. Like that's... No, it's not, but they should have had communication, not just the screenwriters, everybody yeah. in charge, should have had mm-hmm. some sort of a communication when it came to going into that 
uh, show experience, especially when you start off so strong. I mean, if if the show starts strong and then ends light, that's a failure on their part. Whether like whatever you look at. Oh no! Did we find? Did we pass the twenty minute mark? We did, but that's okay. We can continue for another couple minutes and then call it good. Yeah, we, um, we were never going to follow that anyway, were we? <laughs> well, I mean, we're doing pretty good so far, I think. So let me ask you this. Since we passed the 20-minute mark now, what is something that you really wanted to talk about when it came to this uh, episode? Yeah, have we actually spoken about the episode yet? We've just gone off in like so many tangents. Yeah. Have we actually spoken about anything from the episode? All right. Uh, well, there isn't... We have talked about quite a bit. We've, we've yeah. talked about like what happened with Sam. We've mentioned a I've... couple people. There's, you know, a lot of new characters that are introduced in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Joaquin Torres, uh, you know, Sam's new sidekick, who eventually becomes Falcon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Patrock, who was a uh, Marvel villain. Was he a bouncer? A kickboxer. Was his name the Leaper? The Leaper. Yeah, but he's some French kickboxer something. Yeah, he's an acrobat basically, and yeah. he's he's a uh, mixed martial artist. He always wears a purple jumpsuit in the comic books. He was in um, the Winter Soldier okay. uh, opening sequence, I believe. Uh, it was either open that one or Civil War. I can't remember which one it was. It was the one where it was a black suit, and he has the white star symbol. What Captain America does um, on his suit. It has to be Winter Soldier. Yeah, it's Winter Soldier. That's the only thing I could think of. It was like the okay. the plain navy blue suit with just the white star Patrook the bouncer? oh wait Patrook the bouncer I thought we were talking about Steve Rogers I zoned out for a second <laughs> ignore me no no you were, I, you were no 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 you not were, the one we are still the talking ship. about that but I was trying to think about what the name of the dude oh, okay. is um, anyways um, it was interesting seeing him in this I wasn't really clear on why in that opening sequence there was tension between the American military and Patrook and like why he was kidnapping and then murdering agents that didn't really mix I didn't really pick up on oh, that yeah. at all there's a guy on the wing. I saw a guy. Yeah, which I thought was hilarious. Um, yeah, I want to talk about the bank scene. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. I found that quite interesting dealing with like the sort of financial side of. Oh yeah, yeah. Someone who was snapped. Yeah, you have no income for the past five years. Explain yourself. So, yeah, because I didn't. I didn't exist. <laughs> you know. All the questions and you've always it's... wanted to ask an Avenger, but were never able to. Yeah. Do you do Avengers get paid? So well, clearly not. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here, would I? Which is a good question to ask because I'm certain that there's been like some sort of speculation. I think they had to do certain that. Certainly, there's some kind of speculation on Reddit or something. I think I they know. had to do that because those were the first couple of questions that kind of popped into my mind when he's talking about, you know, I can, you know, why is her business in disrepair? Or things like that. Oh, but I mean, they also cover their bases by her saying, "You know, I don't, I don't want your help. I need to do this myself," kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like people have been saying, like, "Oh, why didn't Tony pay them?" But like, do people not know anything about billionaires? Like, they're you, greedy. You don't become a billionaire <laughs> by paying your workers. Yeah, you're a greedy fuck. <laughs> like. I, I get the uh, that there's people who are like either really for and really against Tony Stark, but it's just like he's a fictional character billionaire. Like he's gonna be a bit of an yeah. asshole. That, that's he should have like he should have paid his workers. I mean, yeah. Damn so it, here's my question: Who do we think the guy in the mask is that robs the bank or robs the bank? Whatever he was doing when he was carrying those things. 
No, it's definitely not Zemo. It's no, definitely not. Well, it's definitely for not one thing. It's too big. Yeah. What? And it wasn't the same actor. Yeah. No, it wasn't. The guy was a big dude. He yeah. Crossbones is dead. I mean, right? it's not Skull and Bones. Yeah. Well, yeah. remember the guy actor has said that that character's done with at this point. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't seem very happy in the interview. Yeah. No, unfortunately. Um, you th- it could just be somebody I can't think new. Of who else it could like be. the girl is yeah. new. Uh, well, yeah, but like, why would they introduce a random new villain that they just made up on the spot when they have a selection of Marvel characters? That well, they can no, I mean it's like villain. a Marvel. It's going to be a Marvel character, but it's somebody new. Stiltman. Give me Stiltman. Mephisto. You saying Stillman? Is that Drax? Stilt. Drax is Stillman. So incredibly still. Yeah. That I look invisible. It's a superpower. Did Stiltman not show up in Daredevil at some point? Nope. Okay. (laughs) There's been one Daredevil movie and then the show. And then the show they've had Elektra, the hand, and... Oh no, there was was a reference to him in the... um, the guy who made the costumes workshop those stilts. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I knew, right. I knew there was something. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of who it could be outside of the. Uh, well, what is this terrorist group? Legion. The the not ter- Well, I yeah, they are a terrorist group. The new group that they were talking about. I didn't catch the, the name. Flag. Well, apparently it's not the hand. <laughs> flag the stealers. Flag smashers. Flag Smashers, yes, which is a weird name. Yeah. It's a weird name. Um, the uh, first thing that comes to mind is the symbol looks like the hand to me from Daredevil. And I'm confused about that. Um, secondly, what's the name of the organization that dresses like snakes? Um, uh, I for- you know what I'm talking about? Serpent. They have yeah. the one in Captain America. Serpent Society? Yeah, that came up when I was looking at uh, Joaquin Torres. Okay. Well, because the reason I ask is because in that Rick Remender run, towards the end of when uh, yeah. Captain America, you know, gets old and then passes on the mantle to Falcon, um, yeah. the very last sequences you get someone winding down a set of stairs going towards that Serpent Society people. I can't. I don't the know if that's their Sons of the Serpent. Sons of the Serpent. Okay. Yeah. I, I yeah. knew it was Joaquin Torres is so. kidnapped by the Sons of the Serpent, and then experience mm-hmm. experimented on by. Uh, Carl Malice, and then he basically create. Okay. He's not a mutant, but he's basically be, you know turned into a hybrid falcon. So he's kind of a mutated. Okay. He's not a mutant, but he's got. He has been mutated. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because those are the dudes that ended up being like super racist and um, being anti-immigration, and it was such a big deal that it actually came up on Fox News, and Fox News was like, "These are just Americans who just don't want illegals coming in and crossing their border," and they're like defending characters that were designed to be racist in a comic book. Like, you couldn't make this shit up. Fox News is just that stupid. Um, if you watch Fox News and you're listening to my podcast, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Anyways. Um, oh, shit. Do we need to put our pronouns in our name? I just noticed you had yours. I, I keep that up for school. Oh, okay. Um... um I mean, there's not much else that I really wanted to say about the show other than I find I've, it interesting that they're kind of following that long along that. I want uh, to mention as well um, the old man Bucky was friends with. When I thought... Uh, it was, I loved that. 
I originally thought he was one of the soldiers from World War Two. Dude, I thought the same. I kind of did too. Because there yeah. was a there was an Asian soldier as well, wasn't there? That was part of that little group. Jesus, I forget. That was, um, yeah, but what is that the, actor's name? No, 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 no. It's two things. First off, that actor has played two characters in the Marvel universe. Yeah, Spider-Man principal. Was the, yeah, correct. Because right. he actually ha- he's related yeah, to him. He has an image of him in the right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought this um, was that character. But then now I'm realizing it's one of his amends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when the, you get into the office, into his apartment, and you yeah. see yeah. the name image of his son, yeah. and the like, oh, uh, the date, I forget what her name is, uh, but she mentions his son as well, and I, that's when I connected the dots. Mm. You know, yeah, that was uh, when I realized it as well. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, uh, Sam has turned down the Captain America role and the shield and they were putting the shield in the, in the uh, Smithsonian and then mm. at the end we yeah, see I like the new Captain just America about Smithsonian. I like how it was the same like museum display from Winter Soldier when we see Bucky like researching Cap I liked that yeah. too uh, but the, the same I assume Senator that announced the uh, new Captain America he was at the ceremony and thanked Sam for, you know, turning over the property. I'm just confused about that whole end sequence. Like, I understand that that's a U.S. agent, but I guess I'm just, like... I'm not that familiar with that character, yeah. I guess, so I was... I, I yeah, don't that really know dude, much about it. Do you guys know anything? That dude himself is a mixed bag. Like, sometimes he's a bad guy, sometimes he's a good guy. He's played... Uh, well, John Walker has been so many different... gone by so many different names... Hmm. Okay. U.S. agent. Well, at this point, uh, super patriot. Oh yeah, super patriot. I forgot about that. Cap- okay. He's Captain America well, at one point. I remember that when the only times that I can recall, like uh, people outside of Steve Rogers taking the mantle of Captain America, have been Bucky when he had the uh, old Ruger pistol, uh, and Falcon during the Rick Remender run. And that's pretty much it. So I'm not that familiar with the U.S. agent, but I'm intrigued to see what happens next. I'm I'm wondering what the message is at this point about like why Falcon, why Sam hasn't taken up the mantle. Like, what I is it think that he's, he's got to feel personally... like he's worthy of it? And that was my prediction yeah. after yeah, watching this I... episode. Is that he's basically got to realize that he is worthy of the mantle, and I feel yeah. that's my prediction is that at the end of the series he will take up that mantle. Uh, yeah, he's, probably, he's and that makes that gives way hand. for uh, Joaquin to uh, become the Falcon. Okay. They, well, I I think you, or you was, mentioned or earlier Joaquin on, a different. So I was gonna say, or a different bird Joaquin could become is Phoenix. Yeah. Well, see what you know, did that? Uh, Tyler at the beginning of the episode talked about uh, trauma. And I think this series is going to be about them both, Bucky and Sam, uh, getting over their trauma and you know becoming the better or best versions of themselves. Well, this is not me trying to take away from the design of a character coming back from the blip, as because I'm I'm sure I'm certain that I would have trauma from that. But I guess I'm wondering if that's going to be the same level of trauma as like I don't know Bucky. 
for example. Oh, well, he's got a lot more well, baggage, too. Level. I don't know if that's fair. Yeah. And that's not fair. They were both blipped. But I guess they were both unblipped. Oh, yeah, they were. Okay. So they both have trauma. Right. I mean, if you have trauma from that, you definitely have to get your lives back together. But, it, you know, they also have, you know, Sam realizing that he is worthy of the Captain America role, Bucky making amends, and getting to find peace. My favorite thing right now is Bucky trying to um, deal with his list. Um, I'm definitely intrigued to see what happens with Sam, but I'm kind of just surprised that a lot of it right now is revolving around his own family stuff. Um, so I'm hoping that they go a little bit more into depth, if in depth to Sam, because I feel like I wouldn't say he's very two dimensional right now, but I would say that he's on the lighter side of the storytelling right now. Okay, that's just me. So let's, uh, like you said, let's kind of wrap this up. If you guys have any uh, predictions, oh, one more thing I want to guesses, mention is please. we we actually did get a appearance from another character in this, that, unlike one division. Yeah, we that's what I wanted Rage to. Uh, that's what. That's the other thing I wanted to ask was what other cameos do you think we'll have? Wait, who showed up? Rudy. Yeah. And oh, he's walking yeah. fine. He's got Aww. no robotic legs, you know, exosuit or anything. You're right. Do you remember he um, he had gone through rehab rehabilitation with his uh, legs for a little while? Yeah, but last we saw him in Endgame, he was still sort of... I thought he still had great. the kind of exoskeleton on his legs at the end of yeah, the game. Yeah, he did have something, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um... In Endgame? I don't remember that. They show up at, like, the Avengers HQ, and he's there, and he, like, hangs up on, um... Or was that Infinity War? He, he, Infinity he was snapped, War. He was snapped, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, yes. Yes, that was Infinity yeah. War then. I guess Tony could have come this up with something problem. in the... This is the, the the problem, and also one of the benefits of the shows. Like, Ooh, this show maybe he got unsnapped got with his legs intact. Like when Tony resnapped everything at the end, he was like, "And Rhodey oh, gets well, his legs back." Yeah, well, the Hulk probably did that. Maybe he cured everybody of cancer when he, you know, unsnapped. You make it sound like he made a wish where he was like, "I no, wish I mean for that is part of what okay. the uh, writers have said was that." He basically, you know, was smart enough to say, you know, like, if people were in airplanes, they're on the ground now. Because he did say as well after, like, when after Hulk snapped, he was like, I did try and bring Natasha back. Like, when I snapped, I was snapping for her too. Yeah. So he did put some thought into his snap. I guess. I don't know. I guess. Okay, so predictions and what you think other cameos we might see. Um, predictions, I think we might get a loose lead into Armor Wars in this, maybe. The roadie show. Uh, maybe. Maybe a, maybe a soft one. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say, personally, that if I don't see Baron Zemo team up with, uh... Oh, snap, help me out here. He was in, uh, he was in the computer in Winter Soldier. Oh. Arnim Zolo. <laughs> Arnim Zemo Zolo. and Zolo. If Zemo and Zola don't team up, I'm going to be a little disappointed. Don't get me wrong. I love there Baron was, Zemo by himself. How do you think they're going to bring Zola delete, back? There was a deleted scene, or they might not have even filmed it, but in the original script, there was a scene where you see one of the computers uploading his file oh, elsewhere, okay. off-site. Hmm. Okay. But whether that's canon... He's just such an interesting character. I just I would hate for that character to just be like a thrown-away yeah. thing. Yeah. Toby, Jones, Toby Jones, I think, is... Was like, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> 
he was a great character in that role. I think like he was. He's just a great actor. Yeah, he plays a lot of weird guys. Yeah, he plays like that funny, like little actor. weird, creepy. Like, We're gonna he go was in off. Some, I can well. go off some tangents for that. <laughs> <laughs> this sh um, this show is okay. like eighty percent tangents, twenty percent actual content. <laughs> I know. I swear. <laughs> Well, you know, we're at 37 minutes, almost 38 minutes now, so why don't we wrap it up here and then just... Uh, we we may as well make it just for the length of the episode. Yeah, at this in the point. comments. Ten more minutes. In the comments, <laughs> leave us your predictions and who you yeah. think's going to show up in the show. I mean, I definitely want to see what happens next. I, I'm hoping that there's not... I just don't want to have another letdown the way that they did with WandaVision. And I'm not going to just, like, give up, obviously. There's no letdown I'm, I'm gonna... if you don't get your hopes up. So just keep exactly. your hopes down. That's true. I have zero hope. <laughs> zero, I have zero hope right now for this show. So maybe that's a good thing. If they're not best friends but, by the end of the show, then I will be let down. What do you want them to like holding hands, sing, dancing along to Queen? Like, oh, you're my we best friend. We are the friend. champions. Just walking down the street. I want them to cut the shield in half and each have a half and wear it around their neck. And then, like, you could, you oh, they have to wear it around <laughs> their neck. Wear half yeah. a shield around their neck. <laughs> they get they're terrible backache. Around. What, looking like 2,000 rappers? Like, exactly. <laughs> giant chains and all. Yeah. All right, and that note, I think we're going to call it good and say thank you very much for listening. Thank you for watching Cult of Comics Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. You can find me on Twitter, uh, well, whenever I get my account unsuspended, <laughs> at TCH Brown. Uh, you can find Sean Walsh yep. at, at ShawnWalsh747. I took it for you. Ha! Yep. My uh, ShawnWalsh747. My account is not currently locked, so feel free to follow me. <laughs> And you can find Josh uh, hanging out uh, in the backyard, scrounging yeah. for some uh, gold nuggets. And hey, my uh, accounts you aren't can locked find... either. Because you're not going to get locked. <laughs> well, you know, whenever you come out from the witness protection program, it's going to be really interesting to see what kind of social media accounts you've had hidden <laughs> from all these for all these years from against the uh, mafia. Yeah, you know, you never told me Yakuza. My bad. Anyways. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you very much uh, for supporting us. G do us a favor, though. Uh, give us a like, give us a share, give us a follow, and very gently caress that subscribe button. Uh, if you are listening to us on uh, one of the multitudes of podcast streaming services, such as Spotify, uh, Breaker, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Pocket Cast, any of the podcast locations, you can thank Anchor.fm for doing that. Uh, by distributing the podcast for us, Anchor.fm is the easiest way for you to get started on making your very first podcast, getting sponsorships, and distributing your podcasts all in a singular place with no extra cost. You can also download the app on the Google Play Store or the App Store uh, and get started just doing it anywhere you want. Maybe you want to be out in the woods and you want to just do a show about birds. And then the birds come up, and then they're like, why are you watching us, man? That's kind of weird. And then you're like, holy fuck, I found a talking bird. I'm going to be fucking rich. And then that bird flies off, and then you realize, oh, shit. I'm high as fuck. I didn't take my meds today. <laughs> Mitch Hedberg jokes. Uh, thank you very much for uh, liking us, uh, subscribing. Uh, but also, if you do like us and you want to subscribe to us and you want to give us a follow, give us a dollar. You can find us on Patreon if you want to give us that dollar uh, higher level. We will invite you into the discord chat where you can have memes sent your way that are mostly really dark because Sean I've has a really a dark of sense memes. of humor yeah. I know you do for the $5 and higher level you can uh, have a conversation with us about uh, some of the comics that you've been reading and for the $10 and higher level you can actually come on to the show why not and if you are on any of these uh, programs where you can leave a comment, leave us a comment. Let us know what you want us to review next, what you want us to have a conversation about, or if there's something that you think that uh, could be improved about the show. In which case, I will comment back and let you know I'm not going to take your advice. But thank you for commenting. 
Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for watching. Have an awesome rest of your day. Stay safe during the pandemic. All hail. Cool. All right. So I just okay. hit stop. Oh, dusty.